down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, my lovely uh, denizens of this uh, big wide world of 40k and Warhammer therein. My name's Adam Camilleri. Welcome to the Art of War Down Under podcast. We've got an impromptu, very early morning recording occurring because some spicy things have dropped, some spicy things have happened, and we got sent the uh, NDA-ridden <laughs> balanced data slate minotaurian field manual detachment update, index card update, and some rules commentary. So yeah, a lot. And due to that, a scramble then ensued, and there was only one man who stood, stepped up to the plate for your entertainment and informative pleasure. His name is John Lennon. You heard about you heard him last week. He's become an absolute fixture on the show. You might as well be my my other half, my younger, more handsome, hairier other half at the moment. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you're hairy. My hair's very long at the moment. We might need to compare and contrast sometime in the future. Hello, John. Hello, Adam. It's good to be back. You know what? There's just we thought we were done with secrets. But we're just no, not. We're just not. Uh, it turns out there's only so many people on this earth that I can get on to try and get this thing in the pipe before the drop. And of course, we were left uh, with a little, with not, not too much time to, to stitch this together. So we're going to be uh, recording a review of the brand new balanced data slate for the great game of Warhammer 40k. In addition, we'll be talking about points. If we do have time, we will touch on some of the hot takes on the rules commentary in addition. But there is a lot to unpack here. Essentially, in this data slate, we have, I suppose, a not so much has changed core rules-wise in this data slate. I mean, I'm just going straight into hot takes. Um, but uh, Drakari have had a virtual rewrite. We have had uh, holistic um, changes to Eldari, CSM, and a couple of other factions, and then some minor tweaks to kind of the middle of the pack and the lower of the pack. Um, this is going to be a pretty hellacious refresh. How do you feel about it, mate? Yeah, they did a lot here. Um, I'm overall optimistic. Um, it's not perfect, but Games Workshop has never dropped a release other than a release Tyranids of Ninth Edition, where I thought, oh, yeah, this is exactly the way it should always be. Um, <laughs> so, I, I know. I think, though, that we're ending up in the same spot as the last balanced state of slate, where it's, okay, it's not perfect, but this is another step in the right direction. And theoretically, yeah. if every three months we take another step in the right direction and the game gets better every three months, at some point we are going to be perfect, or as close exactly enough right. that yeah. I can be happy. We're going to be pretty damn happy uh, by the end of it. Um, for those who do not know, Art of War Down Under is a two-part podcast. If you're just joining us for the very first time to uh, get your download of the Balanced Data Slate goodness, Art of War Down Under is a two-part podcast. First part comes out Tuesday mornings, Eastern Standard Time. This may be a day late. I may be delaying a day or two to catch the slate as it drops and go out exactly on the same day. Um, so do do forgive me if you are you know left there twiddling your thumbs, being like, "Where is Adam? Where is Down Under?" Um, we are on our way, but we're we're going to be riding the uh, the content train for this one because it's pretty pretty important. Um, but the second part can be found over at Art of War Down Under over on Patreon. And uh, thank you very much to Seamus who edits and curates my podcast, so it is worthy of your beautiful ears and listening. Um, and yeah, thank you so much to everybody who supported us so far. Part two here will be me and John hot taking, probably talking about biggest winners and losers. If not, that's what we're doing next week. Uh, with whatever guest I can scramble together. Hey, because I'll probably let John have a rest. <laughs> but, <laughs> my man, uh, let's just jump straight in. So, Balanced Data Slate, January 2024. We've been waiting a very long time. for this. It feels like this is coming out very late, but it's still managed to scrape in just in time for January. Um, core rules-wise, has anything changed? 
It doesn't look like it. So it appears that this document has kept the red text from the previous balanced data slate. And so as near as I can tell, the red text that they're using is not actually things that have changed from last slate. It's things that have changed from the original publication. So there is some red text on the first page. However, as far as I can tell, the first page is entirely, hey, devastating wounds still is not mortals. Yep. Hey, yep. you know, insane bravery is still before you roll the tests once per game. Firewatch. And as far as I can tell, they didn't remove anything either. So strats, yeah. still battle tactics only for modifying. Firewatch, yep. still in line of sight, not Titanic. Insane bravery is still once per game before you roll it. And devastating wounds is still no saves instead of mortals. That's all the same as before, as near mm -hmm. as I can tell. I, exactly I can't right. see so, anything they removed. I can't see anything they removed either. Me and John went over and we read it together pretty, you know, uh, fine-tooth comb-wise, being like, was well, all this red text, has anything actually changed? And as far as we can tell, yeah, absolutely nothing. So we're going to be jumping straight into the factions uh, for the faction rules, and there are quite a few here. Uh, first of which is for Adeptus Sororitas, the Triumph of Seb Catherine, Relic of the uh, Matriarch, Simulacrum, and Evan Chalice. Uh, change this to read, when a friendly Adeptus Sororitas unit is within six of this model, they can perform up to two acts of faith per phase instead of only one. That used to say uh, as many as you had dice, right? Correct, yeah. As many acts of faith as they want. It is just two now. So it's double, or it's one extra, depending on how glass half full or empty you are. Yeah, um, I already saw like uh, the Triumph was a bit of a coin flip for people um, in the Sisters Army. I saw some people who were very good with uh, the Triumph uh, because it is it, in in the schemes of Sisters Army, it is like the most unwieldy uh, unit uh, that you can take. And I had people coin flipping whether or not they thought it was good or not. And some people thought it was absolutely busted, and some people thought it wasn't good enough. Now I think she goes on the shelf for a little bit, and experimentation will will have to occur because she did absolutely supercharge uh, units within six inches um, as long as you could you could power those up. But now, what do you think? You think she she sits so she sits on the shelf for a bit longer, or do you think she's still good enough? I think she is good enough to take because she's still one twenty five. She no yeah. longer is dominating the center of your list. She's no longer that key aspect of how everything works. She no longer is just the centerpiece. But you know what? It was one hundred and twenty five point centerpiece. Now yeah, it's man. just one hundred and twenty five points for a high OC character that is hard to charge with, but still kind of gets things done. I do not mind the Triumph still. For what it's worth, uh, the last uh, couple games I played with Sisters, I decided to leave her at home, and I did not regret that decision, even as I watched Nick pour all of his Miracle Lights <laughs> into a single Battle Sisters Overwatch. Um, yeah. So I personally would still leave the Triumph at home, because I wasn't on her before. However, if you like the Triumph, she is only 125 points. She's not yeah. expensive, and she still has good rules. I, I think, agree. I think, I think she's yeah. still good enough, but she's not... I mean, I, I would she's have made the argument. She's, she, she wasn't before, and she's definitely not now, but if you did, if you are good at using the Triumph, if you have gotten those skills together, because it does take some skill to execute with it, I think she's still worth taking. Um, all right, Adeptus Custodes, mate. What has changed here? Okay, so they kept everything from the previous uh, balance data slate. I have it up on a second screen just to make sure. Uh, but they added that Adeptus Custodes get a 4-up pain against mortal wounds and critical wounds caused by attacks devastating wounds ability so praise freaking custodies, yeah that is a massive buffer custodies their singular biggest weakness has been somewhat fixed this is a huge huge deal for the faction because they used to just get yeah. shredded by devlins anything devlins just turn custodies inside out uh, is this enough to put uh, so because i i was of the opinion custodies were already fine 
Um, they were, of course, I think they were, you know, middle of the pack, lower middle of the pack, and definitely took a faction specialist to get to get better than that. Um, are they going to be back in a big way following this? In my opinion, yes. We'll talk about it more if we uh, find time to talk about points. I think yeah. this alone would have put Custodes directly back into the center of the pack. Yep, yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. However, I think, if I there think were any points changes at all, then that would yeah. be considered a net buff in my mind. I think it's a net buff because uh, I think once we get to it, um, yeah, we'll see that uh, uh, Custodes are back. Absolutely yeah. back. Uh, Eldari, this is holistic what has occurred to Eldari and uh, timely, perfect timing. God, let's just take a second. We are on, is this version five of Eldar? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's uh, version 59. Is, <laughs> yeah, and oh, just drink you know what? Drink in the souls. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just letting it get through my through my skin. Uh, Strands of Fate is the first one. We'll, we'll go tit for tat on these. Um, if your army faction is Eldari at the start of the battle, uh, make a Strands of Fate roll, fate roll by rolling sixty six, cut in half, baby, cut in freaking half your fate dice. Uh, how do you feel about that off the cuff? Honestly, love it. Less fate Absolutely dice. Love it. Less fate dice feels good. Feels. Felt necessary. Um, I am quite okay with less fate dice. No objection. I am. I am too. If I, I had think they to could have s- done like eight. That's what I was going to say. I, I thought going from twelve to six is going to feel rough. They, I would have gone yeah to nine or to eight before going down yeah. to six. But hey, uh, I'm going to get my little violin out for the rest of this section. Tell us about face messenger. Did anything change there? Uh, once per turn, uh, after making a hit roll, a wound roll, uh, hit roll, wound roll, saving throw for the bearer, you can treat the result as an unmodified roll of a six instead. So this is no longer for the bearer's unit, which means it's yep. not nearly as strong on a leader as it was before. It's much better on a low character. Notably, yeah. this means that a wraith guard unit is not flipping a hit to yep. a, a lethal six or a wound to a devastating six wound. I'm, I'm of the opinion this almost this almost kills the enhancement. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, it's actually still good on an Autark Wayleaper, funny enough. That's what I was about to say. Only on the I only like it on a Wayleaper now. I don't think it I don't think yeah. it makes the cut on anything else at all. Um Yeah, because I don't think Farseers have any devastating wound weapons. Nah. No, nah, I don't believe they do either. Um all right, Phantasm. I don't I don't think Phantasm has changed. One well, Eldari infantry unit oh. for your army. Oh, it has. Oh, yes, it has. Sorry, it has. Uh your unit can make a normal move up to D6. It cannot embark with the tra- in a transport with this move. Uh so yeah, it's Eldari, it's infantry only. And it's D6. It's not a normal move as it was before, yeah. Yeah, it was a normal move up to seven inches previously. Now it is a normal move of up to D6 inches. This Oof. means that the Eldar player no longer has that perfect knowledge of I'm gonna go to 6.99 inches in front of this wall, shoot you and bounce. Or I'm going to go ahead and put this unit 6.99 from an objective behind a wall, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I just know. Taking away that level of certainty, which I understand all their players are going to want to have an army that is all about mitigating risk, this is now just a good stratagem that is risky. It still doesn't have the get within nine clause. It's still better than some comparable stratagems. But it is no longer what it was. This is a massive change for forever. Totally agree. I'm here for it as well. I think it's still a very good stratagem. It's no longer contending for the best strat in the freaking game now, though. Um, so, yeah, happy with that. Uh, tell us about Eldrad. I didn't really see this one coming. This one wasn't on my radar as something that needed to happen, but what happened here? 
Uh, so as far as I can tell, this is just uh, cleaning house. So like just cleaning up wording. So Eldrad used to give three additional dice, which means that you yep. and it said so you start with fifteen. Now okay. it says you get yep. three additional dice, which means you start with nine, and that's with, with fate dice. So yep. Eldrad is functionally unchanged. They just had to change the wording so that you didn't accidentally go from six dice to fifteen by <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you just know Eldari players would have tried that on. Um, all right, the <laughs> Night Spinner. Night Spinner up next. So change the monofilament web ability to essentially be in line with every other minus and impairing movement one. So instead of it being, you know, minus two move, no advance, it's now subtract two from its move uh, advance and charge scrolls. Wait for it. So still a very good ability, but it's in line with everyone else's. It's comparable and comparable to oh. everyone else's similar abilities. It's almost in line because this one isn't infantry only still. Oh, true. That is true. That is true. Because most others, you know, have a caveat, have a term and condition that they don't affect X, Y, Z. Yeah, this is still permissive as hell, right? Yeah. So this means that you can advance. So that's nice. However, if we're being honest, I think minus two to advance and charge rolls is going to slow an advance and charge unit down significantly. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's still good. It's a net negative four instead of no advance. And I'm actually also, impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, they managed to. Like no, it doesn't. Doesn't. This feels like a side grade. They, so I am quite happy that they didn't. So I would have been very happy if they absolutely mollywopped into the sun the night spinner, but they managed to, I think, deal with the night spinner quite fairly. So I'm not. I'm not unhappy with this change because I am a fair and reasonable human being at times. And so they managed to not kill the night spinner. They kind of side graded it, to be honest. It's it's still very yeah. good. Sometimes it's better, like if you're shooting something that just walks and charges with no advancing, it's better. If you're shooting at something that advances and shoots, then it's worse. Um, yep. You know, your mileage may vary, but uh, still quite strong. It's just more consistent, which I'm fine with. As a non-balanced change, this is good for just making the game less confusing. Although not yeah, being infantry only makes me slightly sad. But luckily, we still have two more nerfs to go because there oh, are seven bullet points on this bad boy. Baby, Next they, up, we have extensive. Yeah, next up we have the Incarn. Um, so the Incarn is once in each of your turns, if this model is on the battlefield after another is destroyed, uh, blah, 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 teleport. So it's once <laughs> in each of your turns, which means two things. One, it isn't in your opponent's turn. Two, yep. it is not twice in your turn, because it used to be Correct. once per phase mm -hmm. in any turn. Now it's once per turn, only your turn. This is has multiple relevancies. First, the counterplay is much easier than before. You can still fastball special the incarn, but you are yep. no longer dang it, there's a warwalker on this objective. Do I point enough guns to kill the warwalker and also the incarn? Or do I just kill a warwalker and then an incarn comes, takes the primary, and nothing actually changes? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think this is huge. I think this is great for balancing of the of, of what the single model that's been the biggest problem ever since they decided to write rules that it got to whack a model over the table in what the end of seventh edition. It's been a perpetual yeah. issue. Um, this seems relatively fair. I know Yinkan players are going to be gnashing their teeth, being like rah rah rah. This sucks. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> the biggest issue I have with the Yinkan is not um, what it does on top tables, but what it does on you know middle and lower tables to people who just aren't familiar or don't have a skill set or aren't as experienced with the game. It just seems like such a lever for somebody to pull to make uh, a game feel bad. And I think mm -hmm. this is a, a fair change for this. Um, but I do I do think the Yinkan's kind of dead, though. What do you think? 
I I think she is merely fine. I don't think she's an auto include anymore. However, mm-hmm. I will note that other than the reduction in number of fate dice, the incarn is just as durable as before. She still That's hits correct. as hard as before. Yep. You can still fastball special her the same as before. Yep. She is easier brain power wise to deal with mm-hmm. than she was previously, although the same damage output wise. Um, but you have less things to manage when you're trying to deal with her because there's no risk of her accidentally leaving in the middle yeah. of your shooting phase. Correct. Um, overall, no, that's, that's so much. Yeah, I think that she is down from a near auto take to perfectly fine. I think you can still take her. She's not going to be bad if you take her. She's a little expensive for a Katana mm-hmm. without a feel no pain, but she teleports once a game. She gets to do some cool stuff. I think she is merely pretty good. Yeah, me too. Just, in fact, she's, in, just, she's okay. My biggest thing is that right now, I think I'd rather have the Avatar Kane over over her. I actually quite like the Avatar, but maybe I'm just maybe I'm just crazy. Um, I agree with that. But once you've taken yeah. the Avatar of Kane, you still got points left. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Wraith Guard or War Construct ability. Essentially, the change here is that when you shoot back, um, you have to shoot back at the enemy unit that targeted you. Um, and you can only do so if that is an eligible enemy target. So once we're battle around, when enemy unit targets this unit, after the unit has finished making its attacks, this unit can shoot as if it was your shooting phase. When doing so, it must target only that enemy unit and can only do so if it's an eligible target. So you ha- if you shoot back with the Wraith Guard, you have to shoot the thing that shot you. So you can kind of bait this, you can kind of have more interplay with it. Um, but overall, I still think it's a fair change. What do you think? Very fair change. Um, this is now in line with, again, other similar abilities. There are plenty of these yeah. abilities in the game. All of them that I've seen other than this are shoot back at the thing that shot you, not shoot anywhere exactly. you want. This feels very fair. And I'm I'm super happy with it. It it was just wild that like up until this point, because what, what we just said about the night spinner, we're like, oh yeah, it's the same as everyone else's, which is fair. And now we just said the same thing about this one and the same thing about, you know, whatever. Um, you know, Phantasm even. It's like it's like Eldar had like the best version of everything up until this point. And now people are gonna feel like it's a massive nerf that they're in line with everyone else's equivalents. Indeed, indeed. So seven changes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, we will we will talk at the at the end of this about where we think Eldar and some of these other factions are going to be after this has all uh, been all shaken out and been said and done. Uh, but the next one is Agents of the Imperium, and it's a bit of a nothing burger. Um, it's just changing war gear on extraction squads, so we're not going to yep. spend any it's time a, there. It's we're actually the, it's the exact same as before. Yeah, fair. Uh, this one is not. Tell us about the change to Astra Militarum because I love this. I'm also quite excited. So Astra Militarum got an update to the Voice of Command army role. And what this means is that, uh, blah, 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 if your army faction is Astra Militarum, officers can issue orders, etc. Okay. And it's no longer only in your command phase. So they'll each specify how many orders you give. Uh, But here's what matters. Here's the red text. Officer models can issue orders in your command phase and at the end of a phase in which they disembarked from a transport or we're set up on the battlefield. So if any of those conditions are met, either in your command phase, or at the end of a phase in which they disembark from a transport, or we're set up on the battlefield. So you don't even have to do it the second you get out of the transport. Mm-hmm. But it just means that guard have a lot more order options than they have previously. It's like Scions work now or something. Yes, it means Scions <laughs> actually can function now. Yes, as well, transports uh... like Chimera's function much better than before. 
Yeah, agreed. Because that, that's my biggest gripe with uh, with guard. Because I'm a guard player, you're a guard player. I found them very, very, very uninspiring on the table. I found them quite frustrating and inflexible. And this is exactly what I think they needed. Because I like playing mechanized guard, and the mechanized guard just was not a list that functioned. Now, absolutely, it is a thing. Um, all right, Blood Angels. A red thirst detachment rule change to each time a depth of status unit from your army is selected to fight. If that unit made a charge move this turn till the end of the phase, add two to the strength characteristic and one to the attack's characteristic. So that's just plus one strength. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, it used to be plus one strength, plus one attacks. It is now plus two strength, plus one attack. Is that enough of a change, do you think? It helps. We'll see how points bear out for Space Marines in general and mm-hmm. also Blood Angels. However, I think that this actually does take a lot of things to interesting breakpoints. Notably, it takes power fists from strength 8 to 10. Ooh, 10 is a very is noticeable breakpoint. Yeah. Strength 4 stuff and strength 5 stuff going to 6, 7 instead of 5, 6 also creates some interesting breakpoints. You get things like strength 7 blade guard killing or wounding almost every infantry on the game, including a custodies on a 3. And That's then you true. get weird things like assault intercessors with jump packs. I think are actually very good. Those at strength six, you start wounding tanks on fives. Yeah. Toughness five stuff on threes. Mm -hmm. You have access to lance. I feel like this is actually a quite significant change. That extra point of strength is a relevant break point often for Space Marines. Now, that's still a lower than average detachment in the context of Space Marines. We'll see how their points bear out. I don't think this is going to make Blood Angels insane, but this is a nice change because it, it only yeah. buffs what that detachment should be doing. You're not accidentally buffing, buffing Centurions in this. Yeah, agreed. All right, so tell us about uh, Chaos of Demons. So they changed the Demonic Pact rule. And for reference, this is the rule that lets you ally demons to other Chaos factions. All it does is it adds in a sentence. In addition, for each of the following keywords, the gods, the number of non-battle units with that keyword uh, you include cannot be greater than the number of battleline units with that keyword you include in this way. Corn is ancient Nurgle Slanesh. What this is actually saying is if you take two, if you ally in the changeling, you have to have a Zinch battleline unit. If yep. you ally in a great and clean one, you have to ally in a Nurgle battleline unit. Shalaxi mm-hmm. Hellbane can no longer be an ally. In 2,000-point games, because once you take that Demonette squad, you are over 500 you points. Fitter. Yeah. Which makes me kind of yeah. mad that it essentially made Shalaxi not an ally, because I actually like, just bought a Shalaxi with for, for an Emperor's <laughs> Children project I'm like, hoping gets announced at some point. Uh, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is huge. Actually, this is a um, a pretty holistic nerf to chaos because I can't tell you a chaos faction that doesn't want to take, uh, you know, nerglings doesn't want to take blue scribes doesn't want to play cha- take changeling. Hell, even some like flesh hands are starting to pop up here, there, and everywhere. This essentially it almost kills uh, demon allies apart from just taking battle line units by themselves because it's almost. It's almost not worth it. What you're gonna you're gonna take horrors so you can take the changeling mm-hmm. or the blue scribes? You probably not anymore. You're just gonna take more nerds, right? You're gonna take more of this stuff. It, it's yeah. worth pointing out that there is there are five battle line demon units, not four. There's the oh, four true. you expect, and also yeah. nerdlings. Yeah, because nerdlings are just still battle line. So allied mm-hmm. nerdlings exactly as good as before. To me, that's crazy. I feel like they should have stripped Battleline from Nurglings to make this change make sense. Yep, because right now it just means like you only ally Nurglings. 
Nerglings, 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 Nerglings. That was kind of the cheese, right? Was that your Chaos Knight army and your Space Marine armies would have two or three Nergling units and maybe a loan up, depending on how points worked out. And now you're just cutting the loan up, which I get, but you're just keeping the two or three units of Nerglings. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Uh, it's it's going to be a little bit of a nerf because the, the the armies that couldn't get any loan up really liked having a little bit of it. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, Nerglings are still absolute gas. Yeah, All I right. think this is the biggest nerf to Thousand Suns because I was they a, can yes. only access Zinch. They can't access mm-hmm. Nerglings. Theoretically, Correct. War Leaders too, but War Leaders didn't need allies, so it's nah. the same. But now Thousand Suns actually feel this. Yeah, Thousand Suns actually feel is pretty hard because what you got to take can you a, a blue horror is their own slot? It's it, just pink horrors, yeah. Are their own battle line uh, slot. I think you can take blue horrors too. So maybe there's actually six battle lines. Um you definitely yeah. can just take pink horrors, but I think blue horrors might actually be the battle line now that we're saying it out loud. I don't hate I don't hate Still. pink horrors in, in, in T Suns. I don't hate that idea, but it is not it is not Nerglings. <laughs> it is definitely not Nerglings. <laughs> All right, uh, Chaos Space Marines have seen one, two, three, four, five changes here. The first of which is Marks of Chaos Detachment Rule Restricted Section. A unit can only embark within a transport of a same mark of those listed above. We thought this was coming. This was a lot of people speculated this was the one they didn't want to see because they thought this would absolutely wreck the army. Because what happened was you took Mark of Nurgle on all your rhinos and then chuck whatever units you wanted in it. That's now no longer the case. So if you want Mark of Sinestral Legionaries, you want Mark Undivided Chosen, you cannot chuck them in a Nurgle rhino. So that means your transports are very, very vulnerable now. Or you have to take Mark of Nurgle, which is a kind of nothing burger <laughs> So on yeah. those units. Um, is this huge? This is huge. If I were to wish list as a fan of the game, I actually wish that Undivided Transports could hold everyone. Me too. I wish you could you could do undivided and take everybody. Um, but th- this is mostly just a nerf to the the Nurgle Rhino, yeah, because the Nurgle Rhino was yeah. extremely frustrating. Yeah, and I really I just think everyone hated the fact that you could get Nurgle sustained five hits on a Slanesh unit shooting out a Rhino because technically yeah. it was a Nurgle Rhino with a Blastmaster. It mm-hmm. wasn't a noise marine anymore. That was it was annoying. dumb, dumb, dumb. Um, but agreed, they have in several ways dismantled it. Let's just move on to the next one, shall we? Because this one's, un- I feel like this one's unnecessary when you take in the ramifications of the first one. But they did this oh, one too. Yeah. Oh, so tell us about oh, it. Oh, this is this is necessary. Uh, change <laughs> dark obscuration stratagem. Change uh, blah blah blah. Um, basically, all that happens is they changed it from twelve inches to eighteen. I can read the whole strat. But this is the stratagem that lets a Nurgle unit get. Uh, uh, there can only be selected as the target range attack if that attack model is within X. It used to be 12, and now it is 18. So, mm-hmm. and for, in my opinion, this was most heinous on Forge Fiends, because that yeah. shooting piece not being able to be shot back was criminal. But that has yep. changed to 18, not 12, and so that is a, a big deal. Um, mostly what was the big deal was that so, so in, in the little chess match, especially in the reserves or the whatever chess match, you'd have the Forge Fiend walk on from a, uh, a table edge or it'd be starting on the table in a firing lane and it would just shoot you if it could. But if you tried to shoot it, it would slap the hit the big red button and be like, you can't shoot me. And now you've exposed yourself for, for no gain. Um, and then it would just pick you up or they'd, they'd come eat you with Chosen. Uh, and now, yeah, it's a lot easier, especially a lot easier to attack this unit from reserve as well because it was very easy for them to screen out the 12 um, and then hit the button. 18. And now it's 18. So it's a lot harder. whole other beast. Yeah, I think this is a great, great change. 
Yeah. All right. Profane Zeal is up next. And this was the undivided, uh, oops, I rerolled everything strat, which is kind of wild that they took that away pretty much from the entire game, except for this strat. And now they've taken away from this strat too. Uh, so the target has changed. Uh, so a curse undivided, of course. Um, you reroll the wound roll. So I am happy that they kept the better part of the stratagem. You don't get to reroll hits now. But you do get to still get to real wounds. Um, I do still think this is a very good stratagem. Uh, it does not kill it. It has it has nerfed it quite substantially. But I think it's nerfed it by a third because if it was just hits, not wounds, it would be uh, ruined. Uh, rerolling to wound is is the be- is easily the better side of this stratagem. Um, do you think it's still uh, a mover and shaker? It's still a mover and shaker. It's definitely worse. Let's talk about there's two two layers to this. So the first is that for an undivided unit using this stratagem. Um, you can reroll the wounds. When a undivided unit packs, remember that it rerolls once. So it takes, for example, an undivided forge fiend from hitting on threes, reroll everything, to hitting on threes, reroll once. But it still gets the full wound reroll. So if you're just a Chaos Space Marine unit activating a normal way, it's not a huge change. It's However, not. a hit modifier of any kind, shooting or combat, wherever you're using this, this is going to get felt. If a chosen hits a custodies on a four, you're rolling a ones, that is not the same. True. Very true. And very good call. Um, because yeah, you're right. If you can, I mean, if you yeah, exactly right. If you're hitting on threes, you're rolling ones and rolling to wound, you know, apart from milking more sustained and more lethals from your pact, whatever whatever pact roll you did, you know, you, you did take away some efficiency there, but it's not at the end of the world at all. In fact, I think it's still a very good strategy. If you could tell me I could have a one CP re-roll wounds. I'd be like, yes, please. How many, sir, can I have? Thank you. And you can still, Absolutely. this is still, they didn't change the fact that this is a battle tactic you can double up on with your Chaos Lords and stuff, yeah? Nope. Still, still, a, tactic. still yep. a great strat. There is a second layer to this that I want to unpack, though, because I don't think we've touched on it yet. The target also changed. It is now one Heretic Astartes undivided unit. This used to be like all the other, the five god strats. Yeah. They used to be do X, or if you have the mark, do Y. So only an undivided unit can use the strat. Now, you can't use this on the Nurgle unit to reroll ones and ones. True. There you go. That is actually a decent change. That is, yeah. So only undivided can use this, and that's a big deal. So they've Uh, really taken some of the strat efficiency of CSM apart. hmm. Um, So, yeah, their two best strats, I think, have both been hit pretty pretty well uh of course being the dark obfuscation and uh your profane zeal the accursed cultists have taken two hits uh which i think is they're both they're both very fair uh firstly they're now oc1 instead of being oc2 the whole unit is um praise b <laughs> that was so annoying uh, and the second one being um they only regen at the start of your command phase so there's no healing in both which i always thought was just just kind of busted uh, now healing once um, and only being OC one, they are a lot harder for them. It's a lot harder for them to just regen, take objectives off each other. Sorry, off you, which I used to see happen all the freaking time. People would be like, "Oh yeah, I'll half kill the unit, then I'll run and take the objective," and then we're like, "Ha ha, fool! You've uh, walked right into my trap." Um, how do you feel about these? And are these big enough, significant enough to kill off the uh, the cursed cultist lists? Yes, I think they. I think these are good changes. I think. They are. I think- especially when we factor in part two of this equation, I think they did enough. I think they I, did. I think a curse called this getting hit by spoiler alert, a triple whammy is enough. Yep. Yep. Because of course they got they they do not hit good. So them losing reroll hits, a uh, portion of the profane zeal strat is significant, I think. 
Um, yeah. I think they feel it more than anybody else in the Chaos Space Marine lineup because they just don't hit as good. They, don't, they hit on fours, yeah? I'm, I'm not crazy. Yeah, it's a massive volume of yeah. weapons to four attacks. Every yeah, roll hits on exactly. that is real good. Yeah. Um, okay. Over, so, um, holistically, over to Chaos Space Marines, the qu- only question is, who got hit harder, Eldari or CSM? I'm glad that we're having this conversation in the context of, <laughs> oh, wait, they actually both got hit. I will yeah. say, considering how many FAQs we have received for Eldar, um, looking at the rules changes only, I feel that Games Workshop firmly landed on the correct side of the line. There's always the, there's the perfect line of they nerf them mm-hmm. just enough, but not too much. And we never know exactly where that line is until we look back with the benefit of hindsight, where we can yes. say that Eldar, Eldar fell short of the line the last time they nerfed Eldar. However, I think that Games Workshop crossed the line on both of these. I don't know if either one of them got hit too hard, but I don't think either of them got dealt too soft. I think they gave them both. I think they both took enough nerfs that they are not going to be meta-dominant armies anymore. And we'll check in to see. Honestly, I think CSM got hit harder because I think think Eldar still has a deeper pool than CSM did. The top end of CSM was just as good, but the pool of Eldar is deep. Exactly right. It was only the best bits of CSM that could hang with Eldar. Um, Whereas I actually think, now that I look at the the changes to Chaos Space Marines, in addition to the change to the fact that their allies got a lot more awkward, I do think Chaos Space Marines got hit harder than Eldar. I think Eldar has more ability to adapt and move around these units. Um, I don't know what the second layer of Chaos Space Marines was. It's what Abbey and Terminators again, probably, um, which is fine, but it is not hanging with... It it is not the same beast. Um, All right. Death Guard up next. Uh, everything's virtually the same here, ex- with the exception yeah, of addition to the Biologist Putrefire has been changed. So it's pretty much been that the grenade, uh, the extra extra grenade goodness ability can only be used once per turn now, if I'm reading this right. Each Biologist Putrefire has the ability to throw a zero CP grenade, even if someone else has done it, once per game. They have changes so that only one biology professor per turn can choose to do this. So yep. you can't have one turn where you throw four grenades. If you take Correct. three professors, you could have three turns with two grenades, where you throw a grenade, throw a second, throw a grenade, throw a second. Yep. But I'm very okay with this. I'm totally okay with this. Because, yeah. I mean, Custody's armies would just, like, walk into the middle and then, like, <laughs> your three three putrefier units get out and, like, the, the, the whole army gets deleted. And it was just rough, rough, rough. Um Oh, it was a great way of dealing with the Incarn in the past also. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a good change. I think this is a fair change. Um, but apart from that, I don't think it kills the units. Maybe you don't see three of these anymore. Maybe it's one or two um, professors for, for key turns. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think ta- auto-taking three is debatable now. Um, did anything actually change for Death Watch? They threw out their big old paragraph, but I don't think anything's changed. No, they did not. I've already done the comparison. Death Watch is identical to before. I was at, frankly... Like fingers crossing for some kind of a rollback. We did not receive it. Death Watch is identical to Grievous. Yeah, I was actually hoping they'd undo some of this stuff. Um, but it, it is what it is. They're still in a very awkward place. Um, and yeah, it, it just, no, no two go. ways, no, no other way of cutting it. Uh, Drukari, though, lots to talk. Yeah, so let's add a bit of context. I don't think we're reading it at this second. There is a new detachment for Drukari. That is not okay. what we're referring to here. So this would all apply if, theoretically, you took the old detachment, which, to my understanding, still exists. Drukari just have two edX detachments now. Correct. 
Yeah, they realized the one that they wrote doesn't do anything. <laughs> so they gave him another one that does things. And we, if we have time, we'll unpack that as well. If not, I'll probably just do it next week. Um, but it is significant. It is a significant change. Uh, the Power from Pain ability uh, empowered through pain section has changed to read as thus. Each time a model in that unit makes an attack, you can read all the hit roll. That's the same as it is now. And if it is a, a melee attack, improve the armor penetration characteristic of that attack by one. That is everything Drukari players have been wanting uh, letting their melee do a thing. It's still not great melee, but now hopefully it scratches the paint at least. Yeah, this changes a lot of units. We'll talk about some specific ones in like 30 seconds, uh, where a lot of their melee units were AP1 with a smatter of AP2, and now it's a lot of AP2 with a smatter of AP3, and that is a massive glow up for Jakari. Mm. I think that this was a good change. I don't think anybody's melee profiles took the addition change as bad as Drakari. It felt like Drakari... Oh, in, I can think of one. <laughs> Drakari in ninth edition just had AP out the wazoo. Like, they had, like, AP3 on lock, AP4, sometimes on demand. Um, and now they went back to zero and one AP yeah. as, like, their standard. And it just was not enough to make their Toughness 3 chassis do anything notable uh, in the game. Uh, but continue, tell us more. Okay. Uh, the next part of this is that the Archon uh, has had its leader section changed, and it basically added the option to join Incubi. So this probably seems like, if you're not familiar with Drakari, you probably were like, wait a minute, they couldn't join Incubi? And that's true. Archons could not join Incubi in current 10th edition 40k Correct. for reasons unknown to all. However, they yep. have fixed to the very obvious problem where an Incubi can now be joined by the guy that they are bodyguarding for. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> they're literally, literally hired to be the bodyguard for, for, for Archons. And then they're like, nah, forget all that. I've never heard of it. We'll see you, see you later. It was, it was quite ridiculous. Um, so Drakari definitely one to watch um, already just from that AP change. They're already on, you know, on the rise. Um, GSC, what changed here, if anything? As far as I can tell, nothing changed for Jin's Thurkult. Um, yeah. Their their rules are identical to before, so you still get the same ability to come back. It's a 5 plus, plus 1 for battle line, plus 1 if it's turn 1 or 2, or battle round 1 or 2. Uh, the Adeline and Jackals still get the exact same very minor change. They can be set up holding the 9 of a board edge. It, nothing significant. Um, and that's only when they're remo- when they return from Cold Ambush. So this is, as far as I can tell, the exact same thing. Under Easy Grey Knights, yeah, dude. So Grey Knights, yay! We get to say those words. Um, Haloed in Soulfire, I, I think was was in the previous one. It's now a strategic ploy. Um, but here is the big, 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 de- big deals. Um, Nemesis Dread Knights are back on the menu in a big way. Uh, they completely revamped most of their um, offensive a- outputs, most of their um, their weapons outputs, um, heavy side cannon, demon hammer, and a great great sword profiles have been changed as such. The heavy side cannon um, has now got ignores cover and is AP two, so six shots at uh, BS three, uh, strength ten minus two three damage. That is very good now with ignores cover. AP two ignores cover is you know AP three. Uh, the great hammer now hits on a three instead of hitting on a freaking four with AP three on the great hammer. So that's five attacks at strength fourteen, AP three, D six plus one damage. I quite like that a lot, especially for when you consider tank shock opportunities. And then the great sword hits on twos um, with the same profile as previously. Uh, this is kind of huge for getting this unit back on the table. Yeah. Yeah, AP plus one and ignore cover practically is the same as plus two AP 80% of the time. 
Yeah. So the yeah. heavy side cannon getting ignore cover and AP2, massive change. It's really nice for them. And then plus one weapon skill just makes sense with what those weapons were because watching a demon hit great hammer hit on the board is pathetic. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, I, was I think so bad. So the, I have two thoughts on this. One, these changes for the Dread Knight all felt very easy to justify and they will all go a long way towards making it a playable unit. I'm not yet confident that it's a good unit. I know it's no longer a bad unit. Where it yep. lands in the middle of that, we're still kind of figuring it out. We'll actually yeah. have to see some games, of course. But it's it's very much right direction, because I hate that not only were Grey Knights probably below average, they also felt mono-build below average. And if yes. you're a bad book with one build, it's just a little depressing. It's, I it's love that rough. they have kept an option for something else open. That makes me very happy. Yeah, so in the previous uh, field manual, they had a holistic points drop that saw very little change in their results, as far as I can tell. It essentially was just, uh, I, it, I, have my, I have an army of two-plus armor saves and not a huge amount of bodies, and either two-plus armor saves, I'm going to ride that wave through this because I don't kill anything. Uh, <laughs> either we're going to get through on our two-plus saves or we are not. It was essentially like playing Spicy Custodies. Um, now, at least they have a little bit more damage output um, yeah. to kind of equal, equal the scales. I, I am a Grey Knight player. And if I was playing Grey Knights right now, I'd be definitely starting with two Dread Knights in my lists and just seeing if I'm if I wanted to go down to one or up to three from there or down to zero, up to four, you know, get a freaking Grandmaster in there as well. Um, and then just take it from there. But yeah, I'd, I'd start slapping two in and just seeing how I like them. I will um, say, I'm yep. very encouraged that they did this. Grey Knights Me too. needed Me too. some kind of change yes. to the Dread Knight to keep it relevant. It wasn't a points problem. It was a doubtful problem. With that said, Grey Knights... The Dread Knight is the only thing, I'll just spoil the rest of this, that got this kind of a change. And I yeah. do not think they're the only thing that needed this kind of change. So 100% agree. We can, we can be happy for Grey Knights without what about meing with Tyranids, I'm with anyone. And uh, <laughs> however, we can look to the future <laughs> and just say that if Games Workshop notices that there are other armies, again, the two that spring to mind to me the most are Admech and Tyranids as armies whose profiles feel like their weapons aren't what they should be. Yeah, if those armies start to show a struggling win rate and GW feels the need to change them, it is gratifying to see that that is a thing they're willing to consider. Yeah, because this this represents essentially spot fixing. Like, okay, okay, the the army is languishing on the damage front. What is a unit that doesn't do enough damage that thematically should? Okay, I'll go in and I'll just rewrite. They'll rewrite the um the offensive you know outputs or add, add a add a weapon skill here, a bliss skill there, a rend or a or a keyword. I like that they're willing that they've shown they're willing to do that. That's actually you're right. Yes. That is very encouraging. Okay, on to Imperial Knights. So I think the code Chivalric Lelo the Tyrant has been clarified now. Um, each time this model is selected to shoot or fight, you can reroll one hit roll. And you can re-roll one wound roll. That is a significant buff on what it was, right? Because it was re-roll one, hit, one, one, or one, one. Yeah, and now exactly. it's one hit, and you can re-roll one wound. So this is—I mean, I see no reason to ne- to, to not take this ninety-nine point nine percent of the time now. This definitely has moved up in the world because it—the upper limit of this, which is re-rolling a hit, re-rolling a wound is the same. It just removes those feel bads when a Warglaive walks up and rolls a two to hit. Correct. Rolls a two to wound, and you're like, oh, wow, this is garbage. So yes, <laughs> I love this. I think this is a nice small buffer nights. On a high output night, it doesn't change much because you were able to use that reroll most of the time. But yeah. quite frankly, sometimes you just rolled a two or something, and you're like, oh, quite, I don't get to use my rule. And that always mm. felt bad. This 
feels like a positive change, it's nice. It's not everything Didn't I ever this? wanted, but it's nice. Yeah. Did anything else change for Knights? I, a lot of people, me included, expected no. them to roll back one and or multiple of the nerfs that they took. The one I would have rolled back is just the Bondsman ability, letting it affect big Knights again. Um, they have not done that. In fact, I don't know if anything else here has changed. Nothing else has changed. Bondsman ability nerf is exactly the same as before. This is massively disappointing to me. What I really I want, I want my big guys to get their buffs. I understand why they don't anymore. With that said, what breaks my heart is that it's still only one armager. I really want it to be pick two yeah. armagers. Yeah. Like if you're if because it used to be pick one armager, one big. Now it's pick one armager. I wish they would do two armagers instead yeah. of one armager, one big. I would prefer one armager, one big, but I wish it, until then they would at least let it live in the middle. I expect we are continuing to live in a world where there are more as many or more bigs than armagers, and you're barely buffing them at all, if ever. Yeah. Exactly, exactly right. Um, has Leagues of Votan changed? They've got a section here, but I can't see anything that is uh, notably different. Uh, Leagues of Votan, and I'll save you the time, the uh, Space Marine afterwards have it not changed in any fashion. Yep. So, um, straight on to Spacewolves then. Uh, what's changed here, or is this completely new? Uh, it's changed. So they reprinted the entire uh, Deez Worthy of Saga detachment role from the Space Wolf thing. Yep. Um, however, they changed it so that it is now checked at the end of each player's turn yes. instead of, I believe it was at the end of the battle round. I'm actually going to really quick open up the old rule to compare side by side. I know that this is only for the space with detachment, which means I politely am less than interested <laughs> in it as, <laughs> as a player. Yeah, yeah, it used to be at the end of the battle round. Now it is at the end of the of each turn. That doesn't seem to be a game changer to me. Um, I, I wish they had gotten possibly a little bit more, but A, they got something. Mm -hmm. And they did go down through the line, and a lot of the sagas that referenced Battle Round now reference yeah, turn, that, as uh, you'd expect. Yeah, yeah exactly. So right. this is kind of nice, because it means if you can pull off one of the... You can actually gain these, because there's this problem where um, you just really couldn't practically achieve all of these because there were only four end of battle rounds to check right because at the end of battle round five it didn't matter what you had yep um and so it's very hard to gain all of these not impossible however it'd be if you have a turn where you're able to kill a character because they charged you and you challenged them out and killed them or a vehicle because you wrapped it in combat and stuck there you can yep. now unlock more than one of these in at, battle a, round. At, a, at, a, yep. at a battle round yeah it's I think nice this does not feel impactful at all. It really doesn't. It feels nice, but yeah, exactly right. Uh, World Eaters is last. Of course it is. Uh, Berserker Glaive, dead. Kill it with fire. No, it's not. It's, it's add one attack to the attacks and damage instead of D3. Uh, so it used to be like the ceiling on this thing was utterly insane. Uh, now it is just plus one attack and damage uh, to melee weapons equipped by that the That is bearer. still an enhancement that most people, that like most armies would enjoy. Uh, absolutely. Uh, plus one damage on any enhancement. Any enhancement that is plus one damage is is one of the better damage increasing um, enhancements in the game. You know, a lot of a lot of the ones that like space marines have access to is plus one strength, <laughs> and you're like, yep. yeah, no, no, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then favorite of corn has received a change as well. This was an enhancement that let you um, re-roll the blessings of the blood god roll. It has been changed to once per battle when you make a blessing yeah. of corn roll. So yeah. this enhancement gives you a reroll on the game 
of the blessings of roll of court roll. I will say, jumping ahead a little bit, it did go down in points, I think, to adjust for the fact that you uh, it's probably uh, worthless <laughs> and you, you take it because it's worth, I think it's I think it's only 10 points now. I will, I'll let you know when we get to that, if we get to it. But I think it is quite a bit cheaper, which means you may still take it if you just got the awkward amount of points left at the end, but this is not the be-all end-all it used to be. It used to be this was an auto-take. Yeah, I think something to point out, and uh, you know, the world leaders expect a better than me, is that world leaders often didn't have a surplus of characters to carry enhancements. Correct. So it may no longer be worth it for the World Eaters players to take enough characters that this registers. However, exactly if you have a spare character and it's cheaper, and I'm actually scrolling down now just so that we can can just give you the information. Yeah, the World Eaters enhancement uh, favorite of corn went down to 20. I don't know what it was before, but it is down to 20. Yeah. Um, it used to be that you had to take a, a Lord on Juggernaut because you, you'd have the Mo with the Berserker's Glaive, Lord Invocatus ta- can't take anything, Khan can't take anything, Angron can't take anything. So people would literally bring a Juggernaut uh, Lord just to take Favorite of Corn. And now I think that guy's superfluous, uh, which is good because it's probably going to help you free up a couple of points to, to do some things differently, hopefully. Um, the last dot point of this uh, balanced data site, mate, read it for us. Oop. Yep, this is... Um... Switch tabs. There we go. All right. The World Leader's Demon Prince has had its Infernal Fortitude ability changed. While friendly World Leader's Infantry has been stationed on this model, new models that you have a five up invulnerable save unless they already have an invulnerable save, in which case they have a four up invulnerable save. So this is, again, there's two layers to this, one of which is stupid and hilarious. Here's the first one. The Jackal Spam with and Berserkers could get a four up invulnerable before, and now they get a five up invulnerable. The eight bound are unchanged. They already have an involved, so they just always get a four pinball. This basically stops jackal spam. It does, which already kind of was a meme. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they just yeah. didn't like it. They, I guess so yeah, they exactly. thought it was too good. However, exactly right. would you like to hear the stupid part? Let's hear it. If you can get that jackal unit to go to ground, oh, they, they get, get a six up involved, <laughs> and yeah, then they, they get, get a four up involved. <laughs> that is funny as hell, actually. I can, uh, which you she, know what I'm, I'm not even mad about it right cultists with a five up invuln can spend a cp to get a four up invuln sure okay yeah. <laughs> i'm fine with that i really am. totally fine it's just a little funny all right that brings us to the end of the balanced data so we're going to talk about biggest uh biggest movers and shakers here and of course the two um elephants in the room being eldara and csm both getting dealt holistically and pretty ferociously um but we've i mean the, the the nurse there are pretty plain to see. And who are the who are the, who's got small nurse or small buffs in the middle of the pack that's going to possibly seem more impactful uh, the longer this edition goes? Yeah. So for what it's worth, I think that there were more nerfs than buffs here. Agreed. The average strength of the game feels like it has gotten minorly lower. Um, so first up, the small losers are sisters. Yep. Um, the small winners are Astromilitarum and Blood Angels, um, and then. Like, you know, Jukari, I think it's actually a quite decent change. Yep. IK yep. are a small winner, which is unfortunate because they're pretty low. Grey Knights are a decent winner. I feel like Custodes is most improved. I think Custodes is easily most improved. Uh, going from having no detachment rule to having a very good detachment rule now um, is huge to me. Is is very, very, very impactful. They're the only army in the game that has um, devastating wounds uh mm-hmm. defense defense they're the only one in the game now uh that that in itself is unique spicy and I, i'm here for it i think it's cool i was actually hoping 
because I think a lot of people were speculating on this change. This one felt like the the mark locking for CSM, where every single mention of a balanced data slate mentioned this yeah. for like months. And I think most <laughs> yeah, of it was yeah. speculation. Maybe GW leaked it. Maybe GW saw it and was like, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe they just, they just happened parallel. However, I really wish that they had instead gone in and said any defense against mortal wounds because mortal yes. protection is because exactly. there's a couple other things where it's like okay i have mortal wound protection oh mm-hmm. man a forge faint shot me glad this doesn't help yes it's yes. a little just a little deal oh man you, you mean the line would have possibly had one good ability <laughs> Yes, I'm specifically referring to the line. <laughs> uh, anyway. but, yeah, custodians feel like big winners of the balanced data slate. A couple other people went up who deserved it. A couple people went down who deserved it. Yeah, I think CSM lost the most. I think CSM lost the most. They lost their allies. They lost their loan-up allies. They lost all the best portions of their their army. Uh, got knocked with nothing getting buffed to, that we know of yet because we're we about to go through some of the points. We probably don't have time to go through all the points because uh, my work day starts in an hour and we've got to record a part two. But let us just go holistically through, um, I guess, some of the big moves and shakers. Uh is there any that you see that have really changed? I mean, we, we could probably scroll down through each one, or I can just leave it until next week, and we'll just do the points next week. For points? Up to you. Yeah. I'm very happy to speed run the points. I can be quite quick with this if you want. Or if you want the two, this to be something that you fine-tooth comb, feel free to save it for another one. I think, I think we'll do five-tooth. I think we'll fine-tooth comb it. We'll do it, we'll do it next one. We'll just do our hot takes on who got the biggest hits and biggest buffs out of the point changes. Um, off the cuff, how do you feel, mate? Give me one uh, big... Uh, yeah. winner do you, out of the points. Do you mind if I do you mind if I reference points in this? No, go for it. Go for it, man. Okay, great. Um, I didn't know who I mean. I figure everyone's already going to know. Wait, custodies, custodies yes. also got cheaper. The custodian right guard up. and custodies war. Only the custodies units that were being used got cheaper. Insanity. Mm. Not so, all the forge world stuff. Not the dreadnoughts. Correct. Not the land raiders. Not Trajan. Specifically, custodies so, got a rules buff. Then they got cheaper on wardens and guard. So unintuitive because usually you see the opposite. Also, uh, GW, great freaking job. Yay, our points changes are red if they've gone up, green if they've gone down. So you can just look at these and see what has changed. And usually you would see the stuff that people do not take is going down. Venerable Contempt of Dreadnoughts, which, you know, Vigilators, uh, you know, any of the Forge World stuff that isn't a Venetari uh, or a Caladius Grav Tank. Um, but no, we have had Alaris Custodians, Custodian Guard, Wardens, all the best bits that people were already taking has gone down. Custodians are absolutely back on the menu, and I would not be surprised if they're hunting uh, top tables again very soon. I fully um, expect that. Something I'll mention, though, is that the bikes did get cheaper. Bikes went down five points per model. That doesn't yeah. seem like a big deal. Doesn't the seem Shield like Captain on Don Eagle Jet Bike went down 40 points. Yes, I 40. cannot explain to you why that happened, but that guy is worth looking at again, I think. Yeah, 40 points is just like, oh man, maybe I do. Um, yeah. I like that. It's actually not bad in my opinion. So overall, I think we've got really good stuff for custodians. Mm. I, again, custody stonks up. I think they... I think they are firmly an above average army, especially when you factor in that the top end just got cut down. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just going to mention one thing from the designer's commentary. They clarified that if you ignore mods, you actually ignore all mods. That means Trajan yeah. now ignores Arm of Contempt and Damage Reduction. Yeah. So you suddenly have a Catan answer on a faction that just got a Devil Encounter and just got yeah. cheaper. And we've already yeah, seen the studies rocket through this edition. 
I actually have a suspicion custodies are going to be problematic, like top three or four in the game. I I would put to be putting them on a podium position right now. I'd probably be putting them as as third. I think I know who who's first. <laughs> I think we all know who's likely to be first right now, and we'll speak it to in, in a couple of minutes. Um, Chaos Demons. Nerglings went up, Blue Scribes went up. Apart from that, like it feels like three quarters of the rest of the army went down, um, which is very good. Uh, I do not know by how much. I haven't had uh, quite a chance to unpack that. But um, anything jumping out at you that has gone down there that could be significant? I mean, we've got Demon uh, Ants at 110. Yeah, I've, I've, got, pretty cheap. I've got one for you. The great yep. and clean one is down to 230 points. Yes. That is monstrously cheap. That is, you can take... Two great unclean ones, and or two or three, and Scavathrax, or uh, whatever his name is, Rodigus. Yeah, Rodigus. You can take a large number of very thick great unclean ones for very cheap. Nice. Two thirty is cheap. A Keeper yeah. of Secrets went down forty. I think demons are going to enjoy that a lot of their stuff got cheaper, but some of the monsters got cheaper too, and I think those monsters are going to be seen. Uh, I, I loved. I love the monsters went down. I do not know why they went up previously. I didn't think that was an, or, at all an erroneous build. And just just to encapsulate, I think Nogans went up five points. Correct. They went from thirty-five to forty. They yeah, very much went. And blue scribes up ten. I think that were they sixty-five or they seventy. They're now seventy-five. I think they were. I think they were sixty-five. Yes, I think they went up 10. I still think the Blue Scribes is, is fine, but you're going to see them a lot less because it's just going to be Nerglings, 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 and yeah. five points is not enough to change that. Yeah, you'll still take the the the, the agents in the Demon Army, just less mm. so out of it. Uh, Chaos Knights, Brigand went up 10 points. Uh, that sh- mm-hmm. is going to shake up the metrics a little bit on your you know all dogs list. Every big knight went down. Every single big knight went down. Except uh, the uh, Rampager. Except the Rampager. Yeah, Ooh, I don't show up any of the big knights one. went down. Yeah, I don't think any of the big knights went down enough uh, to to really shake things up. I think it's all dogs all the time still, but the points are going to get a little more awkward. But good good news, you're not taking any loan ops anymore. It's just going to be maybe knights and nerdlings. We skipped one that I want to call out. We skipped Black Templars. Yes. Black Templars got an update on the Crusader squad that essentially went up 10 points a model. Helbert went up a little bit. Here's the big one. Sword Brethren did not even flinch. Oh, unchanged, baby. I, that's massive. I feel like Black Templars by win rate were easily the best space marine. Agree. I would agree that the win rate was right. I think they were the best space marine chapter. I think the strength of Black Templars didn't change at all. I don't think it changed and at all. And we're seeing CSM and Eldar nerfs, big nerfs, and we're seeing Black Templars. Now, there are generic space marine changes that everyone will feel equally. However, Black Templars. The things that made them good into Gladius didn't change. Black Templars yeah. are just the best chapter right now. I'm agreed. Mind. Agreed. No, like, um, I just don't think. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's close anymore. Unfortunately, once we get to the the other changes, I think um, the only thing I I would say that the Ultramarines Vanguard was with the right pilot, the best Space Marine list. Um, with you know, if you're willing to put 30, 40 reps into the thing, um, but apart from that, it was Templars all day, every day, because they had the biggest spread of detachments they could make good. Essentially, every detachment you could take a good Black Templars list in, um, and so they were just the ubiquitous choice. Apart from ex- exactly one option, that being the Ultramarines Vanguard. Um, once we go through the Space Marines, and get, we're doing this by the way, I, I don't know what what were we talking about. We're just going to go through this quickly, talk about the big moves and shakers. I might do a more holistic review next week, um, but we, we it seems like we're doing this. <laughs> we're just doing it. Yeah, um, I think Black Templars, you're doing it anyways. 
accidentally are doing it. Black Templars, one hundred percent best in slot Space Marines. I don't think I don't believe there is a close second anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Blood Angels untouched points wise, which is a little bit disappointing, but it is it is what it is. I think they're still kind of fine. I uh, could have seen a couple of points dropped on you know like the Sanguinor or um, Dante or something like that would have been totally fine. Um, we already did Demons, already did Chaos Knights, Chaos Space Marines, absolutely smacked. Yeah. Uh, Everything took a lot more changes than Eldar, which is hilarious. Uh, dude, uh, did we do Eldar? Did we do? Um, no, no, they're they're uh, they're later. Eldar had ex- Eldar had exactly no, they're not. They're before this. We uh, we actually oh, skipped a couple. Um, Eldar had exactly two changes, and that was Night Spinners went up, Wraith Guard went up, everything else stayed the same, and so that's kind of wild. Uh, Night Spinners yeah. at two hundred and ten is a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> Maybe you take one now. Uh, I think you take two. Oh, you know, you know, four hundred, dude, four hundred and twenty points for two night spinners. Holy crap! How that—that's how good they are, probably. Um, but with way less fate dice, mm, I don't know. It's it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's yeah, be- I think even though it sounds ridiculous to say, oh, they only got two changes. They received seven bullet points. Bullet so points. I'm willing to let this ride. Well, and I, I'm not going to complain about all those changes. I think they actually took enough. I think this is correct, though. I actually absolutely think this is correct um, because I thought the Eldar points were on a knife edge already in that if you holistically hit their points again by like 10 or 15%, 12%, whatever, uh, their army just had nothing in it. Their army was just like had no freaking units in it. And so yeah. I think this was the only way they could do this and Eldar maintain any semblance because if they got hit with the points as well as what they got, they'd be dead. They'd be absolutely dead. Uh, now yeah. I still think they are a good middle of the pack, upper middle of the pack army at, at kind of worst. Um Angels in the Imperium untouched. Astra Militarum untouched, with the exception of the Manticore going up to 180, uh, which is significant, but I think it's totally fine, totally acceptable. Uh, I think, I think it's acceptable. I think yeah. they'll have more diverse builds, and the most cancerous Correct. part of them is removed. I'm fine with it as a guard player. I didn't totally. like spamming Manticores. Me I didn't want to take three. I'm okay with Correct. this. I'm totally okay with this. Um, and the fact that the playbook for Ashton Miller Time has just been blown wide open by the, the data slate change to orders, I think um, they're not even going to feel that change. Um, we did Blood Angels, we did Demons, we did Chaos Knights, we are on to Chaos Space Marines. Okay, back to Chaos Space Marines. Everything good went up. <laughs> Nothing went down, except for the Corn Lord of Skulls, and who freaking cares? Because uh, it's not the world, it is one. Uh, mate, how bad is this for CSM? I So Curse Cultists up 10 per, t- 10 per 8. Chaos Lord up 20, Chosen up 20 per 5, Dark Commune up, uh, I think, only like 10. Uh, but that means that a full Accursed Cultist Brick here yes. went up 30, Forge Fiend up 20, uh, Warp Towns up 10, Obliterators up like 10. I, I worry that CSM are going to fall, especially with the nerf. I worry that CSM are going to fall just on the wrong side of good. Me too. Like, I think they're going to be a little bit below average now. And you know what? After that reign of terror, I would rather GW swing maybe too hard, maybe not. Yeah. And then maybe in April, if CSM are just a little too expensive, maybe we give them 10 points and a bunch of spots. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. However, I I think that they did enough. I I feel like this is possibly a half step too far. But I'm not unhappy with it. I, I'm I would, not. I would just. I, I agree, but I think yeah. I would rather this be what they do. I, I would have loved to seen one or two things go down here in addition to this, and it could have just been stuff like freaking Havocs went down five or ten points. Drakes, yeah, sure. Hell, yeah, yeah, sure. Possessed. I don't know. Just uh, Raptors, because for some reason Warp Talons went up. I don't. 
warp tiles weren't hurting anybody. Uh, they were just a good utility unit. Um, but the rest of it's pretty rest of it's pretty self-explanatory. I will note just holistically in this entire balanced data site, anything that does have the option to shoot indirect fire has gone up. Just as a blanket rule, has gone there's, up. There's a very there's an exception for that in orcs. Rocket truck went down. Okay, except for us. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of a lot of I should say. Yeah, I should have yeah. said if it was good, I could shoot indirect. That is true. Every good indirect um, piece that I'm aware of went up. The exorcist yeah. went up. Like it, it. There will yeah. be less indirect, I think. Um, but look, I still think there's some plays here for um, a Chaos Space Marines. I just think that it's it's a fair whack down from where they were. Like yep. they had a top tier, they had top tier builds, and now they have middle of the pack builds at absolute best. Um, it could be a struggle street for CSM for a little bit. Uh, Dark Angels had a lot go down. Praise be. Oh, look, the Deathwing Command Squad went down. Yay, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, <laughs> but uh, Deathwing Knights are at 235, so they are they are unchanged from the previous one, but they are not 290, thank God. Uh, so what you said last week was probably correct. At, at, two, at, at 235, five of them, not the worst thing in the world. May still see some play. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you're seeing here? Black Knights, dude. Black Knights at 90 for three, 180. I am a fan. I am down for this. Yeah, that, that seems all relatively fair for Dark Angels. Um, we'll see if the parts of this that are not in the new codex are just removed and then the rest of these points stay the same. The Vengeance going down 20 points is just enough to give me optimism, not enough to make me put on the table. But Black Knights getting cheaper is genuinely encouraging because they're old points. They felt like they did not do enough. It's, this, it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot. It is. It's it 25 is points. Well, that... Oh, they were. I thought they were one ten before. Uh, one fifteen. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, got yeah, it. So then, and so then, one forty-five points for a six plus. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice. It, in my opinion, this actually makes that nine-man block of of Ravenwing Blackness yeah, suddenly worth looking at again, which I am very happy for them. Two ninety for nine Black Knights. Uh, with various whatevers, you know, could be advance and charge in Stormlands, could be, you know, uh, I like him in the Firestorm, advance and shoot, and then plus one if you plus one to wound if you get close enough, and plus one strength. I actually quite like that a lot. Um, but yeah, I think this is very nice for that build. The Terminators, uh, Terminator, the Deathwing Terminator Squad is 190 for five, 380. What was it? I think that's down like five points. I don't it think is. it's significant at all. Uh, no, it's down 15. So it was 205 oh, okay. five oh, previously. Wow. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, all that seems fine. And we'll see when they remove the stuff that no longer has rules. Yeah. Um, Death Guard, mate. What happened here? Um, Plague Marines went up a little bit. Plague Burst Crawler went up a little bit. Okay, nothing crazy, but up a little bit. Like the PBC went to 180 from 165. Plague Marines went from 80 to 90 for five. Death I think Shrouds, you are, sorry. I think you are correct. I think I've been looking at the wrong points document. <laughs> you are absolutely correct, mate. Because in this one, I had uh, Plague Marines at 100 points. So they play, according to this one, Plague Marines went down, whereas their code is red. So I think mm. I've got the wrong one up. Um, okay. Apologies if, if anything I said up to this point was incorrect. Uh, there is a lot of documents yeah. in my document I, folder. I've had it open the whole time, so I was there to, to help you. you catch uh, me? Yeah, Death Shrouds went up very small, fed it, or down. Uh, fed Blight Drones went down 10 points, which is nice. Lord of Virulence went down 10. Uh, I think no, he went down twenty. That's nice. Typhus went down a uh, twenty points. Typhus and Lord of Virulence both getting twenty points cheaper, and then the Death Shards getting cheaper. 
that's actually appealing to me. Now, Plague Marines yeah. went up a little bit. That's probably fair. PBC went up a little bit. I think that's fair. Death Guard were good, not crazy. They kept all your points the same. They gave you small buffs, took some small nerfs. Um, I think the biggest nerfs to Death Guard are actually in the Allied Department, with the Brigand yep. going up to the point that you can no longer include three, and mm-hmm. also um, Demon Allies, but you're still just going to take the Nurglings part of it, I think, and call it a day. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So not uh, huge nerfs at all the Death Guard, and I think Death Guard will be happy with the top stuff getting hit harder than they did, and they got a couple new things to try. Yes, they do have a couple of new things to try, which I think I think is exciting for them. Hopefully, they get a little bit more of a playbook. Um, Death Watch is unchanged, which is a little bit annoying because I feel like they're playing over, they're paying overs, especially for um, their Proteus kill teams, and some of the, some of the kill teams could definitely yeah. have gone down. Um, then Drukari, we see a lot go down. Yeah, baby. Right, the Void Wave from Bomber went up for some freaking reason. I don't know who was getting bad touched there, but it is what it is. Apart from that, hellacious drops all all across the uh, the list. Yeah. Yeah, Drazar down 15. Grotesque yeah, down five points per model. Yeah, Aliens down 15 points for five. Incubi down uh, five points for five. Talos down. Succubus down. Reavers down. Raider down. Venoms down. A lot of things went down. When we cover the detachment, we'll talk about why this is relevant. But transports, Incubi getting cheaper, I think are massive for Drukari. So Drukari needed the love. I'm glad they got the love. They yeah. got the love. I, they absolutely got the love. They got the holistic love, uh, as in rules changes, points changes, uh, and data slate, a, a, a new freaking detachment. Mm-hmm. Um, up next is Grey Knights, one change. Uh, Librarian is up 10 points. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else changed. Genius uh, were hidden in the shadows. You scroll right by him. Pure uh, nothing changed. Oh, nope. Pure Strains went down. Uh, still nothing changed. <laughs> Pure Strains went down, which barely matters. Grey Knights barely uh, up, and we're on to Imperial Knights. A lot of green, no red here. Uh, Armager Warglaive is the, and, and Knight Gallant uh, are the only untouched models. Everything else went and down. The Atropos. So never heard of you. Never heard of you. I actually, no, I was actually running the Atropos. I saw, I saw. He's actually um, pretty good. Lots of changes for knights. A lot of things went down a little bit. Dude, Castellan went down forty. Is that correct? That's five, nice. Five, I like that part. Five six. I yeah, like went down forty. Me too. Um, a lot of knights went, so a lot of the mid-sized knights went down in the 25 to 30 ballpark. Yeah. Dude, Crusader went down 30. That's significant as well. Yeah. And then the, the Helverin went down 10. The Warblade didn't change. For yeah. me personally, I think that all of the knight lists that I had on my phone went down between 75 and 95 points, which is not I- bad. Not enough to get in a crazy. Yeah, not enough to get another another baby knight in, which is what I was hoping. I was hoping that they were yeah. shifting enough points to get another baby knight in. Canis Rex went down twenty five. Fantastic. Canis, am I allowed to swear on your show, Adam? We are allowed one poignant swear word. So lay it on us. All right, Canis Rex is a fucking G. <laughs> he is a baller. Uh, yeah, he's a so good man. And him just being what? Yeah, four thirty five, dude. I'd- I was him. looking. I was looking to take him in guard lists to ally him in in guard lists. <laughs> we have to talk after the show. I, I played two games of of guard with Canis, and it's actually pretty dope. Oh, he would, yeah. Both. yeah, he's just um, like okay. Here's my here's my gun line and yeah. my bowling ball. <laughs> just bowling ball Canis and people. What, <laughs> what I found happened to most of my lists is I cut a squad of agents, like a cheap squad. I had the choice to cut a cheap squad of agents. And one enhancement, and then I slot in a third 
uh, Warglaive, or I cut one of my two assassins and turned it into a Warglaive. That's kind of how it was working. Or I downgrade a knight, cut an agent squad, and add a Warglaive. So there was ways to cut things worth less than a Warglaive and and then add a Warglaive. It's Mm. kind of what kept happening was I was cutting... 70 ish points in some configuration to yeah. get a to get another vehicle in and that's what? a net buff and an extra think... reroll is a nice buff yeah exactly right because i was about to say all these things got their rerolls are just more better now like they all got one yep. real to hit one real to wound because i don't know what the other one does anymore i mean i do but it doesn't matter because that was the one i'm taking for every every wow. freaking game the other one um, was actually kind of good but I, I agree the, just... the reroll is usually better totally eclipsed now um why did they drop the gallant is interesting to me I yeah they we, didn't chart they didn't drop the rampager either. I think that they're just mean. What I think actually the reason is that last update for knights they dropped the gallant and the rampager more than any other knight. Yeah. Okay. And That's so it. they see this as evening it out when they yep. own because they the last one they they nerfed towering made the gallant rampager cheaper yep. after they had raised the entire roof of chaos knights and knights in yeah. a panic in like July or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, kill them all. Yeah. Um, next up we have Leagues of Votan. Thunderkin and Hearthguard are both up 10 points uh per min squads, so 20 on the max squads, and the Sagittar up 15. Uh this is gonna be a big shakeup. I mean, this everyone knew the Sagittar had to go up a hundred freaking points for that model was insanity. Best transport in the game. It's not even close, uh, especially now that you can't freaking nurgle a rhino very well. Um is this gonna be a big change to Leagues of Votan? No, I think it's fair. Votan are yeah. still good. I think Votan took a small nerf, smaller than some other top factions, but they weren't as good as those top factions. They got less of a nerf as a result. Yep. I think Thunderkin aren't actually that good, and if you're yeah, taking them, you just cut them. Yeah. Yep. Hearthguard and Sagittar going up. I, honestly, I think you just do like four or five Sagittar instead of six, right. and you move on with your life. I was about to say, if you're taking Thunderkin, drop the Thunderkin, your army's fine. If you weren't taking Thunderkin, you lost the Sagittar, your army's fine. And you still probably, yeah. you probably have it's some points left over. Yeah. yeah, it's still a good army, I, I think. I think Votan is still a perfectly fine army, slightly less crazy. I am not mad about this. And yeah, if I was a Votan player, I think this could have been worse, could have been better. You're fine living in the middle. We are up to the elephant in the room, and this is probably the big issue uh, in this a whole data slate, whole field manual, yeah. everything. Um, without Custodes getting a big buff, um, I do think we were going to be in the the Necron age because Necrons are untouched in this balanced data slate. So unless there is, I I think we still are. I think they are with the nerfs to Eldari and CSM, which were the ones that were kind of holding Necrons down somewhat. They could really hang with them. Um, now I think Necrons are just the undeniable dominant S tier army in the game until proven otherwise. Um, what do you think? I would agree completely. Necrons received zero changes. Zero changes in points. Zero yep. changes in data slate. Admech are the same situation, although obviously the context is different. Uh, Necrons have won every super major since they came out. Came out. Yes, yep. that's only two, but I can also point to the <laughs> majors that they won in the same yes. six-week stretch. I think we yep. all know Necrons are too good right now. They were potentially being held down by Elvar and CSM, and they Correct. are no longer. I Correct. think we saw yeah. the, that power level of the game drop. Because I think the buffs that we saw for some armies were not as harsh as the nerfs we saw in the top armies. Mm. I think the, the watermark of the game has dropped, and Necrons are just standing in the short end of the pool. Is there a unit in the game right now that one-shots a Catan with, with the nerfs that we've had? 
Like, is there is there an, a unit that we're going to see taken in the top tier armies? Should people even bother trying to build units that one shot Catans? Because I'm not sure it's worth it anymore. Um, I don't think it's worth the time. There are units that can. I think um, there are well, units that can for the there's points. There's one that we, very funny unit that I think is actually really good that can. Uh, I mean, I I still legitimately think that people are going to keep taking Wraith Guard because Eldari. I don't think they have. I think that's just still one of their best units. They're just going to take it. Whatever, whatever points that unit is, as long as it's not half their army, they're going to take it. Um, so that, that is definitely an option. Um, but man, the no, no points changes here it just is rough, is very rough. I mean, there was no points changes to AdMech either. Um, of course, they just did those, both those because they probably wrote this around the same time those codexes came out or probably within weeks of that. So it is it makes sense. But it is very worrying that everything that could have been a contender for Necrons has now been nerfed. And it's I'll say, I really reiterate, I'm not sure anything's going to be taking W's off Necrons for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, really. I don't think any, I don't, Custodias are probably the closest, but I don't think anyone is going to have a positive win range of Necrons for another month yeah. or two. Here's yeah. my biggest thing I don't know what goes on in the room. I don't know how the sausage is made. Let me just clarify that now for anyone who's listening and thinks that this is somehow my fault. I don't know how they decide what does and doesn't get nerfed. I think there was a point in time when this document got written where it was easy to hand wave and say, we just got Necrons. We're not going to nerf them yet. Maybe they wrote yeah. this thing on in December before they went on Christmas holiday. And yeah. you know what? Fair enough. However, there was opportunity to see that this was a problem. I mean, I'm not going to get into specifics about like what events they won, Go read Goonhammer. Go check BCP. They have Every won several events. They have won large events. They have won events on in the US. They have won events in the UK. They have done very well. There were there was a point where they could have stepped in and said, you know what? We weren't going to change Necrons, but now I think we should. I don't know why that didn't happen. I don't know if maybe the people who wrote this said, you know what? Maybe we should change this. And corporate was like three month waiting period. Not your, like, don't even try. Yep. Maybe they tried and they got overruled. Maybe they didn't try. I don't know. Something happened because there was the guaranteed. The only thing I can guarantee, and not because I know, but because it's obvious, is that someone in Games Workshop brought up, hey, should we change Necrons? Yeah. And the answer from someone else was no. No. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a very interesting couple of months. Uh, if they had to hit ne hit Necrons, man, I think the game would be in such a stupendously amazing place. I, that's what uh, kills me. It, exactly right. Else it's makes like me happy. One Everything more step else. from like a, a golden age, a golden you know three to six months. Um, Orcs is up next, and I got to say, I'm a bit weird on Orcs. Like uh, Orcs wasn't a top performing. It was a it was a good middle of the pack army. Um, yeah. Their best units got hit, and a bunch of their a bunch of their not good units went down. Uh, this is what we would usually. This is what I usually expect to see from an army that is considered to be good. That you would see their best couple of yeah. units go up five or ten points, and then a, a bunch of stuff that, would, that wasn't getting played would would. I think um, Orcs were changed. above average. Yeah, but they weren't I mean, crazy. And I mean, they didn't take big hits. I mean, knobs went up a point per model. They went up five points, so ten points for ten. They went from one hundred five to to one ten. So they're not horrific hits. Uh, Squig Hog Boys are one twenty five now from ba -ba -ba, from one ten. So they went up five per model. Uh, a truck went up. A truck went up five points. That's fine. Squid Hog Boys is a bit more than I, th I would have thought. Five or ten would have been reasonable. Stuff that went down, though. Uh, Battle Wagon went down, which was seeing some play. Hunter Rig and Kill Rigs both went down, which is cool. Uh, Kill Rig went down substantially, went down uh, 30 points. So I am, I am mm -hmm. quite excited to see if that gets them back on the table. Killer Cans went down, uh, and then all the buggies, I think, went down, yeah? 
Yeah. And the more cannot went down in an amount that I'm not, can't be bothered to look up. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's down sub 300, <laughs> yeah, um, who cares? which means it's down 35, which is because I did look. Um, what is, yeah, I, what I is rough? I'm happy with this. I'm kind of okay They're with it. I wish the screen cogs. Yeah. It's okay. I, I think orcs were a sleeper army that was a little bit better than people thought. I think yep. their win rate was decent. Top players were playing them. Top players were getting pretty good results. I've seen orcs run over good armies. Mm-hmm. I think getting a small hit on a few things and the more things get cheaper, I think that's perfectly good because, again, that game is changing around them. And if they're getting a bit of a weird, a complicated side grade while the top armies get nerfed, they are so happy with that. Yeah. I mean, I think the knobs don't go anywhere. Five points uh, per five does not change a thing. Um, the Squid Hog Boys might. I mean, people were taking 336 Squid Hog Boys. That's 60 points up in your army for those. Yeah, I think you would just uh, go like 333 three, three or 36 and then take another unit instead and call it. Yeah. That. Yeah. I, I think so. Uh, take a unit of bikes, take a unit of Storm Boys instead of the, the last three. Um, but apart from that, yeah, I think orcs are pretty fine. Space freaking marines. Ooh, um, oh boy, John, why? Why did you have to get us nerfed? I blame you exclusively <laughs> for this. Uh, aggressors, aggressors are up ten points per ten points per. Uh, so twenty points per six. Um, the centurion devs, which were only good in one freaking detachment, got what slapped with ten points. Uh, ten points per three. And went up twenty per um, three. So, Per three, so 40. I, I, I am really worried about Inceptors. I'm still going to have to take a couple of threes because they're just too good not. But man, the six mans are a bit of a hard pill for 40-point increase. Um, what else? Scouts went up. Redemptors went up. Whirlwind went up. Um, and that is about it. But those a were... lot of things went down a little bit. And by a lot, yes. I mean things. Dude, a 35 points got slapped on the Whirlwind. 35. That was too much. But honestly, yes. I don't like Whirlwinds, so I'm Me fine. Either. Yeah, I didn't think they can just not get taken. Out. I'm happy they've been revo- removed from my consideration pool <laughs> because they're not now. Uh, talks about the things that went down and are any of them significant? Yeah, intercessors, assault intercessors, inferno squads all went down five points per model. Same with heavy intercessors. Don't care about Who? any of that. Yeah. Of those four <laughs> units, the heavy intercessor was previously the best in my mind, although assault intercessors and intercessors all have a theoretical role. They got a little cheaper. Look, Five-man Assault Intercessor squad with a, a named character jumping out of an Impulsor still kind of whacks. Um, yep. Intercessors just keep getting cheaper, and eventually I'll take them, but not today. Outriders did get significantly cheaper, but I don't care yeah, because dude. they tickle people um, with Chainswords, and it doesn't matter. Goleman so, went down, which I don't 15, care about because he's no, not good. No. 15 points. Didn't you tell me if Outriders were... You, in fact, somebody get the, the clip from last week. You said Outriders, <laughs> if they were 80 points, I would think about them. And now they are. And you just... We watched... Uh, never mind. I agree with you. Who cares? <laughs> I'm just just <laughs> yeah, Josh. No, you, you're good. Josh me away. I deserve that. However, counterpoint, still not doing it. Um, yeah, just, I just won't do it. Goldman down, Sterngard went down. Don't care. Nothing that I care about went down. Sterngard got Sternguard. so much worse that I just don't... Dude, Sternguard for me, uh, I'm going to look at them. Um, now I will genuinely look at them at 90 points for five. I will have a look. I still don't think I'm going to find anything, but I will consider them now because um, that is that is pretty freaking cheap. If the fact that you, you pay, what, two points per model on top of a uh, an intercessor to get a Sternguard for like just, just more everything uh, is pretty funny. But uh, And the fact that we're still probably not going to take it is hilarious. Yeah, I just I don't think I value the strength card that much. Um, you know what? If Custodes didn't have the Devlin change, maybe I would. But like they did, so I'm not going to. I don't. I That's, still fair. Don't read. That's fair. The Devlin's. Um, um, 
Space Wolves. I'm mean, sorry. Uh, well, I th- I think I think Space Marines got hit harder than it needed to be. Personally, um, this is especially a- it's the utility units that 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 hurts me. The fact that all my scouts and all my interceptors just got so much. Oh, how many? Sorry, okay. Your vanguard that you took to to come in come in second mm-hmm. at um at WCW. How much did it go up? One hundred and fifty. Do you think that is fair? Yes. You're insane. <laughs> all right, look, look, look. Let me let me say something. Okay, this is very hard for me because, speaking politely, I was getting better than average results with that list. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I feel like this is a bad change for the average Space Marine player. I agree. Because they didn't. The, we saw that Space Marine win rates were garbage. Even when the Ultimate Vanguard was going and doing its thing, the Vanguard Detachment, according to Statcheck, had a 52% win rate, which is, okay, cool, yeah. that's good, but it's fine, it's not, not unhealthy. And the actual Space Marine Codex as a whole, not using the, the non-compliant chapters, was a 43% win rate last I checked, which was like a week, week or so ago. Hmm. So like Space Marines weren't in a good place, and then they nerfed some of their best units, they're going to get worse. However, yeah. full disclosure, I have played three games with Ultramarine Vanguard after we received this document, whatever that was. I played three games very recently with new points, and I am three and zero against three former WTC players. Yep, doing and just fine. This list is—you can still make it good. Well, it's I'm, not as good, but damn, it was good before, and it's still yeah. pretty good. I still think it's fine. I think aggressors, uh, aggressors so were the, the part that didn't need to go up. Yeah, aggressors needed. So aggressors I, was, I, I was I was weird on whether it was the aggressors were the problem or it was the land raider redeemer was the problem. But but in Vanguard it was the aggressors. Um, for everyone else, it's the, the redeemer is is such a good option. I'm really happy the redeemer didn't go up because I think it's just such a bread. It's one of the bread and butter cornerstones of uh, all the space marine lists, and it's kind of necessary. Uh, why did redemptors get hit? Yeah, people 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 were spamming them. Redemptors suck. I don't not, get it. They're not good at top tables, but they're good at mid tables. Okay, because I've played a lot of games trying to make the Iron Storm good, especially I, I was helping practice a couple of other people who were heading over LVO and Uprising and things, and I played double and triple Redemptor lists, like six or seven games, and I'm like, man, these things are not worth the paper they're printed on. They suck so bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Redemptors. I don't think that they're good enough to, for me to personally anyway. take. I've played a couple of games with them, but someone was spamming them, and now they're not. No, they're not. All right, we need to move on. We need to get this done so I can get I can start my workday soon. Okay. Uh, Tau Empire up next. So crisis battle suits have gone up, but that's the only thing that went up. And yeah. some, a couple of very worrying things went down. Um, why is the Riptide now 165 points? That thing is a freaking bargain for the stats. 165 for a Riptide, in my mind, is bananas. I think every single Tau list is Riptide. Trip tied now, just trip trippy, trippy tied all day. Dude, and the, the commanders got cheap. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but like a crisis Dude. battle suit is 200 points for three, which means we are paying about 66 points per crisis suit. Yep, a commander in crisis battle suit 15 is points. 80 points, <laughs> 15 points more. Yep, and so you're suddenly <laughs> like, wait a minute, it's like. If it's less than 15 points more to just add an extra gun to a crisis yep. suit and it runs by itself and yep. doesn't get as much strat efficiency and synergy. But like, hold on. I, I personally, I'm not a Tau player. If I were writing a Tau list right now, I feel like I would go zero crisis, three riptides, three enforcer commanders. Yep. And then it's like dude, dude, we an had, absolute metric load of good Tau units like breachers and fish and a hammerhead or, or, 
um, uh, yeah, one yeah. strike. Yeah, yeah. You you literally right then just described the uh, the eighth edition index tower list that was just like unga bunga. How many commanders can I fit? Uh, that is not a that is a place we can go to again. Like just spammy wow. commanders because um, they are so cheap and they are very efficient. Uh, Vespid went down. Who cares? That's probably nice for somebody out there. But yeah, crisis the only thing that went up. Um, cool. Tower 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 made out like bandits as far as I'm concerned. I, I agree. I think I think a trip title list with a crisis brick got cheaper than before, and that's all you need to know. Yep. And then if you decide to push further into some of the cheaper stuff than into crisis suits, which I think you can still run crisis, you just don't have to. I think that they're fine. So I think Tau overall they they side graded in a weird way that is occasionally better, and then the meta got brought lower in general. I think they're happy. Yep. All right, thousand suns. Um, Nothing changed. I would have liked to have seen some changes here. There are a couple of things here that definitely could have gone down. Stuff like enlightened, um, mm. etc. Could have gone I down. I think a very small number of T Suns units could have gone down. I personally have a high opinion of T Suns. I think that they are much better than the meta perceives. I think, so I think so as well. them going down had the potential to be very dangerous. I'm happy with this. Easy done. All right, moving on to Tyranids. That's it. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm out of time. I gotta go. He's gotta go. He's gotta go. Tyranids for some reason uh got hit. Uh they got they have a lot of green and they have some red. Uh Death Leaper, Gargoyles, Neurolictor, and Pyrovores are all up. Down, we have Screamer Killers going down. Uh who cares? Uh Tyrann effects is going down. Uh Norn Emissary and the Norn Assimilator, 290 and 275 respectively. Might see them have a little bit more play. Broodlords, Gene Stealers, Toxicreens, and Trigons down. So it's a plenty of stuff has gone down, mate. But why are you pissed off? Um, I don't think anything here should have gone up. But uh, what do you think? Maybe the Neuralicta. Neuralicta could have so, let, let me be fair. Tyranids, the four things that went up. I'm mad because those are the four units that I took in every single list. And you know what? Maybe that's why they went up. Maybe I deserve this. It's possible. I personally think Tyranids were not so good that they needed a, that many things going up, but they are definitely better than their win rate. I wanted a couple more drops, if I'm being honest. Mm. The Broodlord of Genestealer drops only is relevant for Vanguard. I think Vanguard's fine. I don't think it's how I personally am going to be playing yep. Tyranids anytime soon, but it's nice for that detachment where they're actually pretty good. Norns, don't care, never heard of you. Screamer Killer, Tyranifex, Trigon... Those are actually good drops. Dude, the Tyranifex went to 55. Okay. That is because GW comically blasted them because they went 50 points yeah. Um, yeah. like three months ago, which was hilariously bad. And they, they, they also took a, a rules nerf from Index to Codex. So I think Tyranifex are merely good. They're not like insane. Uh, the Screamer Killer, I actually think, was a very good data sheet with a typo on the points cost before. And I think yes. at 145, a Screamer Killer... It's a 25-point reduction, is significantly improved. Most of my lists went up in the neighborhood of twenty of uh, 75 points. Yeah, However, that, which wild. to me is wild because I just didn't think Tyranids were so strong that they needed those kinds of increases. I feel like Neurolictors needed to go up. I think Gargoyles up was right. I think Neurolictors needed to go up less than they did, but still up. I think Deathly from Pyroborce stay the same, and I'm, I'm fairly happy with that. Yeah. Um, but Screamer Killer Terrain Effects down does bring does spark joy. I think Tyranids will still be fine. I think this Tyranids is annoying. It's just it's, it's exactly right. It's annoying. Yeah, it's a little bit of a slap because they were again a sub fifty percent win rate army that was crutching on the only good units they had. So mm-hmm. they brought those units up because it was the only thing we were taking. But we weren't taking them because they were broken. We're taking them because so much of this book is terrible. Yes. However, there is enough good stuff. 
that I am totally still going to be playing them because I, I think Tyrants are still very fun for me. I agree. Uh, we have, oh, we're on to our last faction, that being World Eaters. Um, this is, I'm not sure if this is necessary, what's happened here, because uh, essentially the, all the units that got taken went up, um, barring Berserkers. And Berserkers only got taken as a chassis to deliver Khan and or Master of Execution, eventually the Master of Executions. Uh, Angron didn't go up, which I'm very happy to see. Um, Eight bound, exalted eight bound, Khan and the Master of Executions all went up. Lord of Skulls and the Forge Fiend are the only things that went down. Uh, the Lord of Skulls going down is kind of hilarious because uh, I already have some people who, like in teams lists, thought they were they were quietly quite good. Going down thirty points is probably mm-hmm. going to make some fringe people happy. Uh, the eight bound uh, went up how much? They went up ten points. Ten points per three. So yeah. all types of eight bound went up ten per three. All the two characters that increased went up twenty. Well, 20, yeah. Um, I'm not sure that 20 points was warranted after the change to the Berserker Glaive. It probably is, but um, I, th- I think yeah. these are mostly fine. But I, I wonder what's going to happen to get the points in for these changes now. Because if, if nothing's done, you, if what? you want, because Anthony's already done math, that, that Anthony Vanilla 1975 list that had a um, Lord on Juggernaut carrying favorite. Yeah, he's just gone, right? Is what he's I, gone. Actually, actually, we called it before. We already just we already said that guy doesn't warrant his spot anymore because favor of corn's trash. Um, get him out of there, and you're probably just fine. He's gone, and you can now fit in ten jackals instead of him. Oh, fine. The world is fine. Doesn't matter. Worldies are, are off doing exactly what they were doing. Just in a yeah, yeah. So it's totally you fine. You lose. You <laughs> do lose some of that blood god reliability. I'm not that familiar with world leaders. I don't know how impactful it is. The World Eaters players assure me that that's impactful. However, it first is. time you read a nerf, everyone kind of feels like their faction got nerfed too much. Like the, the first time I read Ultimate Vanguard, I was like, this is ridiculous. Why would they do this to me? me I too. feel attacked. And then I slept on it and, I, and it got better. Um, yeah, I, I was exactly the same. World Eaters are probably fine. Uh, in, in all likely, I think they're, they're very fine because they're two, biggest, two of their biggest problem. In fact, I think they're better than fine. I think kind of... They stayed. They, uh, they stayed virtually the same, and the rest of the meta got worse. If anything, because yeah. they still do what they do. They still are, they are still the the ultimate pressure army. Maybe custodies getting better is rough for them in that exchange because they they were like they are, are cool. We are the same as you, but fights first. That can be quite disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, I still but, think I'd rather be the faster army than the fights too. first army in that, in that staring contest. One thing that is interesting: the world leaders forge trained went down 25 points. And I know a World Eaters Forge Fiend is not the same as a CSM Forge Fiend. It is the same profile without Correct. the sustained and lethal for 55 points less. <laughs> when you say I'm it like sorry. that, when you say like, it like that, <laughs> would I go 55 points less to not have sustained slash my choice of sustained lethal and not have strat synergy? I kind of might. It's 145 for a Forge Fiend gun. Very cheap. No rules on it at all. I think it causes a Battleshock test or something I don't care about. Although, that Battleshock test does stop the Custodes from fighting first. Just that saying. is true. That's cute. That um, is very cute. I, I feel like 145 points for a Forge Fiend with no buffs is still pretty good. Mate, I'm looking Which at 450. I'm it looking at 450. I don't know, man. That's... I know there's no synergy, there's no buffs, but that mm. is just not an expensive data sheet anymore. That is not. Well, I'm actually looking at 450 on the Lord of Skulls because um, in, in teams events, two Lords of Skulls and Angron uh, r- runs you what uh, 1300. 
It's a lot, yeah. but thirteen hundred points room for some stuff. You still got room for some stuff, man. That's seven hundred points of eight bound. You get to chuck in that mm-hmm. list now. But you um, you have to put twenty jackals in there with the demon prince that they can go to ground for the four bound. hundred percent. If you're not if you're doing that, you're not. If you're not doing that, you're doing it wrong. But anyway, <laughs> that brings us to the end of this episode. And there is a lot to disseminate. Um, we're probably going to leave all of the dissemination over for part two for talking about biggest winners and losers and breaking down some uh, some fresh press lists for some factions or what we think each archetype might be moving forward if they've changed at all. So please come over and join us over there on Patreon at uh, Art of War Down Under. Um, and overall, mate, we're going to do our rating system. So just one uh, just one to ten for both of these. So one to ten, how happy are you with a balanced data slate? Eight. I am very happy necrons yes that, that, that uh, pretty much it would be a 10 out of 10 uh, on the on the slate if it like uh slapped katan in the face you know just like slap katan, katan down to slice and lost their five of feeling the pain correct this would be a nine or a ten that's yeah this is like a seven and a half to an eight now yeah i actually exactly agree i think this builds on the previous slate very well um, I wish to undid one or two more nerfs from the previous slate, especially, you know, notably for the bondsman That's ability. Fair. Um, I think seven is probably more fair than eight. Still yeah. very much right direction. Still very, very, very good. Um, all right, one to ten on the points changes. Six. Yeah, same. I feel like they missed a, a couple of armies got hit in the wrong way. They missed a lot yeah. more that could have been fixed by points. Agreed. Sword Brethren going Big nowhere. Miss. Huge miss. While... I obviously I'm salty that Inceptors went up forty per six, but like, am I still going to play them? Some, yes. Yeah. Um, Dude, I, I feel like they missed with more things on points. Well, they they nerfed Chosen and then replaced Chosen in the same slate because they because <laughs> they didn't nerf the Space Marine Chosen. <laughs> so like, as like a Space Marine's the new CSM now because we're just going to be like Ungabunga, you know, here is Captain and or Hellbreak and or Judicia plus Lord Brethren in every list. I, I think I think so. Yeah, I think three impulsors full of your choice of Captain Judy Helbert is still so good. I think you just take that. I think you do. I think that's the uh, preeminent trading army in the game, and uh, we'll see if it holds up into the you know what could be the definitely it's what's well, definitely the Necron meta could be the Necrons and Custodes meta. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But my man, that is going to wrap us up for this episode. Thank you so much, everybody who's joined us. Hopefully, you have enjoyed this one. Hopefully, if you've waited a day or two for it, it has been worth the wait. Uh, lots to get excited about for forty k is absolutely a decent decent shakeup, especially to the top of the meta uh, with some buffs and nerfs coming in the middle as well. Um, I'm very excited for the, the next couple of months of 40k um, as but let us say our good nights and uh, we'll see you on the other side guys hopefully you'll join us for part 2 uh, John thank you very much again mate you're an absolute freaking legend and I really appreciate you jumping on the last minute for me really really yeah, thank you absolutely I'm, I'm happy to be here and I'll just give a quick shout if anyone wants even more data slate content obviously there's no one sexier than Adam Camilleri to give it to you but if you want the next best thing check out the Art of War 40k YouTube channel we, by the time this is live, we will also have a lot of content regarding the data slate up on our YouTube channel, so make sure you check that out. Yeah, dude, uh, I, I'm going to be absolutely swimming in the, the War Room content for the next couple of weeks, uh, just trying to get as much goodness in as I can. Hopefully you guys will too, and yeah, see you on part two. Yeah, good. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under. A content review podcast for Warhammer 40K.
Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.